Well, welcome back. This is Jeff and Rick, and today we're going to talk about purpose. And as a reminder, why are we doing these recordings? It's because it's about your story. And so last time we talked passion, and if you remember, and and if you haven't listened to that, please go back and do so, because it was succinctly defined by an 11-year-old for us. And she simply defined passion as what you're made for. And so we want to follow that today and rick normally asks me you know what is <laughs> purpose and i'm going to just go ahead and ask that rick what is purpose and and purpose is the connector in your storyline so rick you you had said something as we were getting ready to record about uh, a term that really captured me early messaging tell us a little bit about that yeah i think i think it's important to first of all to kind of point out that what what our intention is here is to sort of lay some conceptual foundations, right? So we're not going to jam these brief recordings with everything we can possibly say on these topics. So we'll come back to them. Um, what I liked about the conversation that, or I should say conversations we've had in the past, is that purpose, like passion, and then what's coming later in presence, um, these ideas, we have to think about them first and then come up with what they mean to us, and then we can move forward with them into the world. And we can switch them and, you know, tweak them and change them as we go along, as we gain a deeper understanding. But it's important to contemplate each one of these and put some work into um, how we view each one of these items so that we can build on it into the future. Okay. So, so, Jeff, yeah, you were you were telling me about uh, your story, ironically, right? Story of purpose and, and some of the way this unfolded for you early on, helping okay. people and guiding them through this process. So why don't you talk about that a little bit? Sure, sure. And and, and the reason I'm, I think we'd like to let you hear this is, and some of you have heard this story, but but once you know purpose, and, and as Rick was saying, even just that, that early messaging part of your purpose once you know that, you can better tell your own story. So, so my story goes like this. When I, when I went out on my own to do coaching as a practice versus, you know, where I was, as I was doing it in the corporate world, uh, I, I, golly, you know, I, I had to get out and network, build a clientele, you know, get people to refer me, do all this good stuff. You, you know, you'd think about running a business, right? So I, I'm, I'm going to tell you a specific story. I'm at a chamber of commerce event at the country club. I meet this guy. He says, well, hi, Jeff, what do you do? And I said, well, I'm a leadership coach. I work one-on-one -on -one with leaders, and I work with uh, groups of leaders in leadership development. And he looks at me and says, uh, so you coach soccer at the university? <laughs> and I went, what is wrong with him? You know, <laughs> did he, he not listen? And so anyway, I finally realized there was nothing wrong with him. There was something wrong with my answer. I didn't know what it was. So I decided to interview uh, clients up to that point that I'd had both back in the corporate environment and out on my own. And I was, I had some questions designed to listen for their language and in their terms, what I had done for them. Mm. And so I did this. And I mean, I, I wrote down everything they said. I studied, uh, I, for some reason I kept up with the time I spent actually studying their answers. It was 14 hours, wow. not all at once, by the way. But anyway, so 14 hours spent studying these answers, and I was looking for a thread. And, and, and believe it or not, I found one, and I just let it hang. 
you know, kind of like that thread on your sweater you ignore until you, you know, finally just somebody says, cut that off. And so anyway, I found myself in a networking workshop with uh, a professional who does nothing but teach people like me how to network and not answer, you know, with stupid answers at the country club. So anyway, we're we're doing this workshop, and she says, we want to, I want to do a role play with anybody volunteer. And I threw my hand up because I needed to figure this out. And, and it's a workshop full of other coaches from all walks. Some have, were therapists, some were psychologists, you know, just from all around. But they were like me. They've been thrust out into the world, figuring this out on their own. So we do the role play. She says, pretend we're at a dinner party. And so I said, okay. And she said, well, Jeff, it's nice to meet you. What do you do? I gave her that answer, the country club answer. And she's, she stopped, stood up, looked at the rest of the group and said, what do you think? And they all went, yeah, that was nice and succinct. And my eyes never left her eyes because I knew that was a bunch of junk. I knew yeah. it was wrong. You know, and I knew they were thinking elevator speech. Yes, succinct and all that. But I also knew that was just not working. So she looked back at me and said, yeah, that's all good and everything. But you didn't answer my question. And I said, say more. And she said, you told me how you do what you do, but I asked you what you do. And, boy, the light went off, and all of a sudden that thread got cut, and I held it in my hand, and I said, let's do it again. And she said, hi, Jeff, what do you do? And I answered, I build confident leaders. She stopped, stood up, looked at the group, and said, wow. And the group went, wow. And she looked back at me and said, now that is a what answer. Right. And and what that taught me there was many things. But but instantly it proved something to me that a friend of mine challenged me to disprove, which is the more narrow the focus, the broader the impact. And when I narrowed my focus down to what I do when it's all said and done, boiled down and take all the other language and things I could say about it away, what I do, because my clients told me in every interview, you built my confidence. And that's what I do. See, what, what I love about that story is it makes a point that I think we touched on a little bit. I touched on a little bit last time. And, you know, I've talked to you about before. And so there's the folks over at Imperative. You can go to their site, imperative.com. So I've been doing some work with them in and around purpose. And one of the things that they do early on is they like to dispel some of the myths of purpose, right? And one of those, again, that we talked about last time a little bit was this idea that purpose is something that's going to hit you out of the blue. You have to go on a walkabout, journeys, fast for a certain amount of time, find the right cave on the right mountain, and then the lightning bolt will hit you. You'll come down like Moses, you know, with the, with the tablets, and you'll have the answer, and then everything from there on will be easy, which is completely not the point at all and not the way purpose works. But the other thing that I like, too, is that you know, they, they also talk about how sometimes we think of purpose as being something that only other people can have or people can have once they reach a certain stature in life. The idea that, you know, the first third of your life is spent learning, the next third is spent earning, you know, nose to the grindstone, and then you get to retire and then that, that's where you have purpose and you can give back. Whereas nowadays, I think people are much more likely to want to combine all three of those. And I think your story is a great illustration of how, you know, you took time and it took you, you know, those hours of study. I mean, you had your moment almost of revelation, right, where this thing happened and it made it all clear for you. But it really wasn't a revelation because it does not honor all of the work that you put in up to that point where all of a sudden it clicks. So clicking, you know, that that thing that happens in a moment is not the same as the lightning bolt. 
clicking after you've done the work um, is, you know, again, it honors the work that you've done. You've you've reached this moment of, of clarity, but then you move forward, right? And you will continue to learn. And I'm sure after that moment, you have a story of refinement over time of this purpose and this focus that you have. Absolutely, absolutely. And and I'll leave you guys with this, uh, a little further uh, answer to the question, what is purpose? And, and, and that is this, that purpose is the core of what you do, driven by the why you do it. Mm-hmm. And next time we will be talking about a little bit about, more about the how. Remember the flow of why to what to how as we talk about presence. Right. And, and before we, we go, though, um, I do want to kind of reiterate this idea that purpose is something that once it becomes clear, it can become more clear. And it is OK to refine what your sense of purpose is or even how you articulate your purpose. Um, one of the things that I like that they do um, also with the, you know, the work I've been doing with the folks at Imperative is, you know, they talk about this this cycle of job tailoring, right? And so this is an idea that in your work where you are today, um, perhaps it is not the dream job that you envisioned uh, when you were a child growing up or when you were in college studying or when you decided to go you know, into the workforce, um, whatever your path might have been. Uh, early on, you were probably envisioning uh, a career that looked like you know X, Y, and Z. And maybe today you're not in exactly that position, right? So you can be bitter and you can be upset um, about that, or, or you can take a step back, do the hard work of bringing your purpose into focus so that you can then focus on the work that you do and how you bring your purpose into that work. So it's, it's called job tailoring because the analogy um, that we like to use is it's like you can buy a suit off the rack, but it doesn't quite fit the same until you get it tailored. So the final thing I'll add, uh, Rick, to what you were saying is this for everyone, and it's a bit of encouragement, is on the journey with purpose, not to purpose, on the journey with purpose, do not be discouraged, do not freak out (laughs) when you find in the heights of the journey that you get into the clouds and you lose some sight of, of things or even of purpose itself, or you get into the valley and it gets dark and cold. These things happen. Just know the purpose hasn't left you. But there are times, especially in this 21st century with all the demands and the busyness, uh, we do lose sight of purpose. I have clients that that happens to all the time. And, you know, and I'm always pleased when they reach out and go help, you know, just just need somebody to listen for a moment and be reminded that's still there. Uh, so let's look at let's look at, you know, getting back on that trail or hang on. The clouds will clear. So just uh, be aware of that. So with that, thank you for listening again. And we will be back next time to talk a little bit about the third P, presence.